Welcome to the Magnificent Vibes Podcast, aka MVP, where we talk about sports, music, media, and stuff that you might or might not care about. In today's episode, we're going to do another session of Do You Believe the Hype, involving the Lakers, Bulls, Bucks, and Celtics. We're going to get Ian's thoughts on those topics. Also, we're going to break down De La Soul's discography in honor of their 30-year anniversary during our Magnificent Vibes Music Table discussion. Also, in our Fizz Fake segment, we're going to talk about fish and chicken spots outside of Harold's Chicken. Keep listening to see which chicken spots we recommend. And also, we have some rewards to give out. So just sit back, relax, kick your feet up, Get your table ready. Pop some popcorn. For my vegan heads out there, get you some celery sticks or drink milk from the teeth of an almond and enjoy the show. What's going on with you, man? Man, we shouldn't have left you, man. <laughs> you, you sound like you caught up in this second polar vortex like me, man. Man, dude, this this rather sucks, dude. I hate it. I hate it, man. I'm so over this winter right now, man. It just won't go away, dude. Dude, I'm out here, man. My car ain't got no heat. Only, only time my car has heat is when I'm pressing down on the gas. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I'm, I'm in park right now, just hitting the gas pedal periodically, man. I'm out here, I'm out here with the red man face. I got the tissue up my nose because I'm getting over cold. I got the scully on with the hoodie, jacket over the hoodie. It's not a pretty picture right now, man. It's not a pretty picture. You look like that movie. Uh, remember that movie, Another Stakeout? Ah, <laughs> oh, dude. <laughs> you about to go plot somewhere. Man, man, I hope the cops don't pull me over. I look awfully suspicious. <laughs> oh, man. Dude, it, I, I wake up this morning. I'm like, I get up. I, you know, of course, the first thing, dog want me to walk. So I go outside, and it's snow. It's like, I thought we was done, man. <laughs> it's March. <laughs> yeah. Daylight savings time coming up. Like, we need to get some from 40s, some 50s up in here. I know, man. I know. What's up with that, man? What's up with that? I need that windbreaker weather, not that bomber jacket weather. <laughs> I need. I, I want to pull out my members only. You know what I mean? <laughs> hey, man. Hey, March with that February was like, hey, man, hold my beer. <laughs> I got I got this. <laughs> right. Let me, show, let me show these people what time it is. <laughs> Oh man, that's crazy! I'm I'm I'm, I'm shooting live from the crib again. You know what that's, I mean? That's what's up, man. The crib is the best place to record from. Real quick, man, I gotta I gotta uh, uh, recognize another 
milestones that the Magnificent Vibes podcast is hitting today, man. Oh, man, we stay collecting awards, man. What's hey, the- today, today marks our 25th episode. Oh, bro, bro, <laughs> 25? 25, man, 25. Man, dude, thanks for counting, man. I, I, I Shoot, I'm, I'm slipping, I'm slipping. <laughs> Hey, real quick, shout out shout out to all those brothers out there that, that are male attention whores and be leading these sisters on and taking them out to lunch and giving them rides and stuff. And then when the sisters catch feelings, they, they want to go off on them and be like, nah, nah, we, we, I thought we was just friends. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, y'all got that going on. Man, dude, they about to get this hot fire on, on the next uh, local meeting, man. Oh, man. On these brothers, huh? Yeah, well, we, we ain't gonna put hands on them just yet, but we gonna drop we gonna drop these forty bars on them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, local needs is this week, so you know. like give them sixteen. They was like, no, nah, give them forty. <laughs> you know what? That gave me a dude. That just gave me a great idea for season three. I think we need to do a segment on. What is the wildest local needs you ever had? Oh wow! I, oh man, I, I got some for you. <laughs> <laughs> I think one of them you was around for, Rodney. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't wait to hear that. I can't wait to hear that. That's definitely going first episode of season three. You heard it here first. Man. It's season four. Season four. Oh, season four. I'm sorry, man. See, I'm still slipping. I'm still slipping. Man. Season four, first episode, local needs segment, dude. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. That's gonna be fire. I can't wait to hear this story. Yeah, I, I, it's, it's it's you you might even remember it once I start talking about it. <laughs> yeah, hold on to that. Hold on to that. Put that in the back pocket. Though. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Hey, I got a shout out. I got a shout out to all them brothers that think they professional basketball players on the court. <laughs> Come on, dude. Like, don't get mad at me because I missed the layup. Like, dude, we we ain't getting paid for this. We ain't making right. three hundred right. million. They're they going to get you traded like LeBron. <laughs> like, dude, if I miss an open three, don't get mad at me. And if I miss an open three, trust that I might make the next three. Like, come on, dude. Like, what, what is... <laughs> we not professionals, man. We not professionals. Right, this, is, this is exercise, dude. Exactly. Exactly. So, oh, and shouts out to them brothers that be like oh i'll be in the league if i wasn't a witness but then when you play with them they don't want to pass you the ball at all they don't even want to get you involved they they don't even want to play on the team if they don't even have a souped up team shouts out to them brothers too oh man can't stand them can't stand them all them cats to come geared up man knee pads headbands elbow bands you know what i'm saying the the sharpest looking dunk they they six foot three they look all athletic man you like okay okay like Dude might be hitting on something, man. You get on the, you get on, they get on your team, man. And they just want to jack up threes all night. I'm like, man, what are you doing? You the biggest, most athletic dude out here, man. Take it to the hole. <laughs> you out here playing like you step and, and like you Steph Curry, and you missing every shot. Right. The only shot they make is the shot that they make to try to pick teams. Right. Exactly. That's the only shot they oh, make. Man, I can't stand those dudes. Man, it's like, dude, everyone on your team is like under six feet, man. Like, and everyone you playing against is under six feet. <laughs> go to the, go to the hole. You jack it post up. up, post up. Get yeah, your equality on. You launching threes from half court. <laughs> what the hell, man? What is this? <laughs> dude, that shoot around, that 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 shoot for the to to pick the team part of the gym. That is the most deceiving part 
ever. Like people get excited when a person hits a three to pick a team. They be like, man, I want to be on that brother's team, man. He got a jumper. And man, he be on his team, man. He turning the ball over. He shooting that balls. That shoot around is overrated, man. Don't trust man. that. Man, especially V's. V's are overrated too. What's our what is? Uh varsities. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Those are overrated too, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody can win a plus plus their five brothers on a half court trying to run around trying to get rebound. <laughs> Like, like, soccer. Right. <laughs> like eight brothers under the basket trying to grab a rebound. Yeah, that's whack, man. That's whack. Yeah, that, that, that's garbage. I got some good court stories, too, though. We'll say that for C. Maybe I might do that for next week. <laughs> man, dude, that, that sounds like a good one, man. Yeah, I got some good stories on that one, too. <laughs> <laughs> wow, his basketball court story. <laughs> Dude, it's gonna be fire, man. You should have that, and you should have like your personal, like proudest moment on the court. Oh, I got one. I got one. Definitely, this was this one was fire. I, I, I got one. Definitely, we, we yeah, we gonna put that in there before the season's over. I definitely want to talk about that since this is a sports show. You know, it's fitting. You know, it fits. Also, be on the lookout. I'm still putting it together. That's this is gonna be launched in season four. Um, I'm putting together the greatest NBA fight bracket. <laughs> Stay tuned for that. That is going to be a great bracket. It it's was, a lot to choose from, man. It's, it's a, lot. a lot. It's a lot. It's one that's really underrated that I forgot all about. Actually, Victor was over here getting his haircut uh, last week, and uh, we looked up Kevin Johnson versus uh, Doc Rivers. Bro, oh. look it up. I, it started six minutes long. What? When, <laughs> dude, when it first starts, you like me and Victor was like, man, this ain't. Man, I don't know. If I, I don't know. Victor was like, man, I don't know if you should include this in the bracket. Bracket. And I'm like, eh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But it is six minutes. Let's keep watching. Man, next thing you know, I say three minutes in, dude. All man, the wheels, the wheels fall off. The wheels <laughs> fall off hard. And me and Victor was like, "Oh man, this is a this this might be a number two seed." Okay, so, okay, I'm gonna I'm do my research on that. I'm gonna do my yeah, research. Yeah, look that one up. Doc Rivers versus Kevin Johnson. I, I was shocked. <laughs> it, and, and and I'm also gonna throw this in. That had a, a surprise guest appearance from somebody that you would never think would be fighting anybody. Mm. So yeah, if, if you're listening to the show. Be be look that up. You you'll you'll see why we might put it high on the um on the bracket. So be on the look. I can't wait to do that one. Can't yeah, I bet, I bet you. I bet you three quarters of those fights are going to be between 1985 and 1999. Oh, you know it. You know it. <laughs> that dominate the whole list. That's what dominate the whole list. And I will say this: Bill and Beard is in like is in like three of them. I can I can believe that. I can. <laughs> Bill Lambert, he threw punches and bunches, man. <laughs> <laughs> and took bunches and bunches too. Yeah, he did. <laughs> <laughs> but that was that was him. That was him. He just liked to get under people's skin. That's where Rodman got it from. So, hey, man, we gonna have to do a disclaimer before we do that episode. <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 the Magnificent Five show does not promote violence, <laughs> 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 but it is funny. 
Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Let's get into this show, though, man. Uh, We're going to revisit a, a segment that I did a few uh, episodes ago. Um, do you believe the hype? Yeah. And since we got so we, we've gone for two weeks, I just want to brush through these topics. Um, I'm limited today. I can only stay for an hour, so I'm going to have to smash all this stuff together. But we, we can do it. Oh, man. that's a, It's all good. That's just more time for the vibe. Exactly. Exactly. Um. The first topic that I just couldn't wait to get to is the Lakers. Do you believe the hype in that the Lakers will make the playoffs? No, they're not going to make the playoffs. Like, <laughs> you should insert Jim Moore saying playoffs. Playoffs. Yeah, I know. Playoffs? I know. That's playoffs. That segment. Hey, of course we get to uh, April. We should add a segment called playoffs. <laughs> playoffs. Let's talk about playoffs. <laughs> Uh, okay. Um, no, no, I do not believe the hype that they're going to make the playoffs. Um, I don't even know where this hype is coming from. I mean, I know where it's coming from. It's coming from the talking heads of ESPN and, and Fox Sports. It's like, you got a few realists out there like Rob Parker. Um, shoot, man, even Skip Bayless, you know, uh, that are looking at the situation with the Lakers as for what it is. Um, they're a fractured team, man. They're a fractured team, and at this point... Why even bother? They're they're you're just gonna get swept in the first round, and like right now they're currently like four and a half games behind the Spurs. And the Spurs keep winning. And the Spurs are currently in eighth. Um, the Clippers moved up to the seventh seed last time I checked. After they beat the Lakers last night. Okay, okay. And then the uh, who was it? The Kings are Kings. still at nine. Yeah. Kings are like a game and a half ahead of the Lakers currently. So. Yeah, I'm, I don't want to get too deep in the weeds on this, but like you look at LeBron's body language on the court, he looks disinterested, he looks apathetic. You know, the fire is gone, man. And it's like, <clears throat> you know, I, I said this last fall, last summer. I'm like, man, LeBron don't want no part of the, of, the, of the Western Conference, man. It's a, it's a totally different. You know, it's a totally different level of talent out there, and it's like you go from making eight straight finals. In the East, which we've been we've been saying is weak for the longest, you know, so longest man. People just been dismissing that. Oh no, they not weak. They got this person and this team and that team and then this guy. Uh, you know, uh, it's weak. Like look at the look at the win loss averages. Look at look at the records. Like you got you got you got two three teams below five hundred getting into the playoffs. Right, playing the Charlotte Bobcats in the first round. Come on, man. You know what I mean? It's like we've been saying the East is league. No, no, all, all these LeBron fans, they didn't want to buy that. <clears throat> they didn't want to buy that. But they weak because LeBron beat them. You know, whatever, dude. You go out to the Western Conference, and for the first year ever, in like in, or in forever, you're looking to not even make the playoffs? Yeah. With a better team. With a better team. Yeah, this team is better than the, Cle- than the Cleveland Cavaliers were last year. I don't want to hear no excuses. I don't want to hear that all LeBron ain't had nobody. He ain't got nobody in L.A. I don't want to hear that. Neither did Kobe. Neither did Kobe, but he got his team to the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. and I was going to mention that. I, I shot a text out in the group chat earlier this morning. I said Kobe Bryant made it to the to the playoffs with Chris Mim, uh, Smush Parker, Kwame Brown. <laughs> he had those guys on his roster in a tough West. Kwame Brown. Huh? <laughs> Kwame Brown. Kwame Brown. Good old Kwame Brown. And they made a seventh seed, I think seventh seed one year, sixth seed the other year. So, come on, man. Like, 
I don't want to hear the excuses no more. I don't want to hear LeBron was out 18 games. It don't matter. He came back. They were still in the playoff. They, they was actually closer to the Let's keep it real, though. Let's keep it real. Like, like if LeBron had played those 18 games, would that have honestly made a difference? No, no. When 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 LeBron's back right now, y'all right. Would it have honestly honestly made a difference? Yo, shout out to uh, <laughs> to Kwame Brown. I might do a little. I might do a little. Uh, <laughs> him at the end of the show. <laughs> oh man, Kobe made Kwame Brown hoop. Man, I, I all that was one of the hardest moves <laughs> to get to to pick up a Look basketball and become productive. Smart. Like, like, you might as well have Rob Barker out there. <laughs> you might as well have Bob Barker out there. <laughs> right. Come on, man. Yeah, the Lakers, I don't believe the hype. They, they're done. It's over. Stick a fork in them. They won't be making the playoffs. And, you know, it's a disappointment, especially for Magic, because, you know, I, I also blame Magic in all of this, man. But and, you know what? I don't. I don't actually. But go ahead what you were saying. I mean, I just blame Magic because, you know, they put all of the things, they, they, they basically showed their, their their plate when they were trying to go after Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis said, oh, you know, I want to I wanna be traded. They jumped on it. They were making it so known, all the players that they were going to trade. And that really ruined the chemistry between the Lakers. And I just felt like Magic should have been at least a little low key about it and, and you know just just come out you know don't don't come out with all these reports talking about y'all you know we're gonna trade this guy we're gonna trade six players for him wait 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 was, was it magic who leaked that like or was it just people speculating like i don't recall magic actually coming out and saying they were gonna trade anybody no he didn't but yeah, but yeah you're right the the speculation was out <laughs> and, and all the rumors were out there and woes reporting all these trades and stuff like that so yeah that played a factor um you know i think magic honestly magic was just doing his job man like you know you're magic johnson of course people are gonna ask you questions people are gonna try to see what you're up to i personally blame anthony davis lebron james uh, uh rich paul they had um that's who i blame that's why i put the blame on because you know, Magic wasn't the one who let the, you know, who let the lid off the thing like they were. Like, Anthony Davis was the one who came out and said, I want to, I want to, I'm leaving next year. I don't want to come back. I want to be traded. It was, it was Anthony Davis' team that said, he, I don't want to go to the Celtics. You know, you know, I, I can't, I can't put that on Magic. I'm sorry. Fair enough. Fair enough. I, I think, uh, but, but the thing is, Lakers, with it all said and done, the Lakers are a disaster. There's no fixing this problem, and honestly, Lakers fans, don't be so excited about next season because ain't no guarantee they gonna get all of these big name free agents next year. <laughs> Who knows? Who might people might look at the Lakers and say, "Hey, man, you know, I don't know if I can. I want to play with LeBron. It's too much back chemistry over there." So I don't know. I don't know if people are gung ho about hooping with LeBron anymore. I think that's starting to be a washed away topic. Yeah, it's it's not it, it's not what it used to be because it's like you you, you automatically going to have to change your game, especially if you're a big man. Ask Chris Bosh, ask Kevin Love, and then if you don't win, you know you, you're going to get all the blame. Yeah, 
you didn't help out LeBron enough. But if you do win, LeBron gets called the GOAT, and he's the one who, you know, dragged y'all to victory. It's like, who wants to sign up for that? Nope. I know I don't. Uh, oh, if I and if you're Anthony Davis, you're gonna take some of the credit away from LeBron. Uh, if the Lakers have a successful season next year and Anthony Davis is on that team, but you know who wants to be on a team like that? I, I just Kyrie Irving scored more in the finals that one championship they actually won. Kyrie Irving actually scored more than LeBron, but who walked away with the with the, all the credit? LeBron. LeBron did, yep. And Kyrie hit the game winner. Yep. But nobody talks about that. I mean, LeBron had the block, but the game was still tied at that point. Yeah. And that was only two points. Kyrie hit a three. So, if if Iguodala hits that two-pointer anyway, and Kyrie hits the three, Cavs still win that game. So, how big was that play? Uh, I'm sorry. That's just another topic for another day. Anyway, right. next, next, next subject. Uh, do you believe the hype that the Bulls are trying to tank? I don't believe that hype. I, I think the Bulls thought and still think that they were going to be good. Like, the, the type of contracts you, they were handing out, like, that's to me, that's not a team trying to tank. Like, you know, now, <laughs> they should tank. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I agree, but like I don't, I don't think they were honestly. Yeah, in the beginning they wasn't. They in the beginning they were pretty much convinced that they were. And I mean, even me and you, I don't know if you have. I have to backtrack, but I know I had them as an eight seed. So. I didn't have them as an eight seed because Fred Hoiberg was still their coach. <laughs> yeah, that bomb. Yep, and he's gone. So, and we got even worse. We got boiling. So. Like I said, man, I just don't. I think the Bulls need to try to start tanking now. I mean, what's the point of trying to win ball games? They're beating good teams, and I'm like, why? What are y'all doing? Like, well, for that, that that's an encouraging for me. That's an encouraging sign. Like Boylan is for for you know what he lacks. He at least appears to be somewhat better than Hoiberg. Um, and then. You know, it's, it's kind of like when you got a piece of lime flavor candy and then you got a piece of banana flavor candy. It's, it's like, yeah, the lime is technically better, but this is not really what I want. Right. That's, boi- that's boiling. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that is boiling. That's a great analogy. You know, that's boiling. But, you know, they made, they've also made some trades. So, you know, it's like you're, you're doing all this stuff. You're firing away birds. You're making trades. Like... That's not that's not the sign of a, a of a team that's trying to trying to tank to me. No, it's not. Otto Porter actually has been a great addition to the Bulls too. I mean, I was kind of watching that Atlanta game where they went four overtimes. Uh, I was impressed with Otto Porter, and I, earlier this year, he, in our Magnificent Vibes Awards, he received an award for a terrible contract award. So, like. <laughs> You know, he's actually, I think he lost motivation in Washington, and now he's with the Bulls, where you don't have all those egos that lied in Washington with Bradley Bill and John Wall, and now he's with the Bulls, and he's playing excellent basketball. Zach is having the best season of his career, and shouts out to Zach Levine having a better season than, than Andrew Wiggins. Many people thought Andrew Wiggins was better, um, but... Like I said, you know, like you said, and 
I don't think the Bulls are trying to tank. They really are convinced in their own eyes that they're a competitive team, and they not they don't they don't look at these college players that are coming out as players that are going to save their franchise. Yeah, I don't. I, I would agree with that. Yeah. Up next, Eric Blesso being worth seventy million dollars. You believe the hype? Now, now, share some light on this for me. Seventy million for how many years? Four years. No, no, he's not worth that. I think just the same dude who got his lunch ate by a rookie just just last spring in the playoffs. So, no, no, Eric Bledsoe. I think he's a competent role player in a good in the right system. But um, man, seventy million for four years? No, no. Yeah, I, I don't know about that. I, I, I think. I think the I think the Bucks made a mistake on this one, um, <laughs> because eventually, I mean, what if what if and we're going to get into the Bucks on the next topic? They make moves. Yeah, they're making some big moves now. They just picked up Paul Gasol, which was you know a decent decent move. You know, you you put more depth on the bench with Gasol. They just signed Miritich. They traded for Miritich, so. I don't know. Bledsoe, seventy million dollar extension. Sometimes he's coming off their bench. You know, sometimes he's not. You know, he's there one game, he drop a triple double. The next game, he's not non-existent. Yeah, he's 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 streaky. He's inconsistent. Like, you know, he's one of those dudes that you can tell. Like, he thinks more of himself than justified. Um. And he might even be a candidate for the J.R. Smith Award after this. Could be. Could be. You better keep it up, man. After getting all this money, you better keep it up. I mean, it's not, uh, especially with all these new contracts, that bigger contracts that the that these new big-name superstars are getting, it's not. $70 million is it's not a boatload these days, but it's still a lot to be putting into a guy that's mainly a role player on the team. Not yeah. even... Honestly, not even the third best player on your team. I'm trying to think. You got Giannis. You got Middleton. It's not better than Middleton. Him and Miritich are like neck and neck. Him and Lopez are like neck and neck. I mean, these guys are... I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know about that. I mean, even if he was the third best, like that's still a little bit too much for him. Right. But anyway, no, you're, not, you're not playing in L.A., you know what I'm saying, or New York with all these eyes on you. You're playing in Milwaukee. Right, right, right. So the, Basically in the Bulls' backyard. So Yeah. Yeah, $70 million is a bit much for him. With that said, do you think the, do you believe the hype that the Bucks are coming out of the East? <sighs> Man, I, I would love to believe this hype, but I just can't. I don't either they had a bad loss last night to the Suns. Yeah, yeah, the Suns are the Suns are trying to go out with a bang. They 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 they, they beating everybody. <laughs> Man, dude. Um Evan Booker's playing mad right now. Um yeah, yeah, like like I, I like and I like to see that, yeah, I like to see that. But come playoff time, Bucks. Who, against whoever, another elite team in the East. I'm sorry, man. I got to queue up Bone Thugs and Crossroads, y'all. 
<laughs> reason being, reason being, okay, like last year they were what a seven seed. Last year they were a seven seed. They lost to Boston in the first round in a seven game series. Right, and they pushed Boston. So I just find it hard to believe that a seven seed team, now a team that was seven seed last year, is going to just come out and go to the finals the following year. I mean, if they do, props to them, but I, I just don't see them, you know, making that type of stride that quickly. I, my, my original pick to come out the East, if you recall, was Boston, but that was that was back in October, and it's like now, I'm just like, uh, Boston. Yeah, might not get out. So, now that Boston's out the way, the only other team Milwaukee really has to beat is Philly. And that would be that would have to be in the second round because right now Philly and Boston are in the fourth and fifth spot. Milwaukee's in the first, so if Milwaukee advances, they'll probably Milwaukee. Adapt. Oh, I'm sorry, I I forgot about Toronto. I forgot about yeah. Toronto. Yeah, Toronto's number two. Um, so I don't know, man. Between those two teams, they 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 could be they could be pretty hard to beat. Like Toronto between Toronto and Philly, um, you know. I don't know. All-star talent seems to kind of went out in the playoffs, so it's like the Bucks still only have as good as they're playing. They still only have one all-star on their team. So I'm, I, I would love to believe the hype with them, man, because they, they 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 play the right way, man. They play the right way, and I love how Giannis is not all buddy buddy with all the other all-stars in the league. He don't work out with nobody. He, he's trying to win. He's trying to compete. You know what I'm saying? Like he's got the right attitude, man. Like he ain't trying to. He ain't trying to, you know what I'm saying, get involved in the popularity contest. And I appreciate that about him. And I think that mentality deserves to be rewarded. But I just don't see them coming out the East this year. Like, they'll make it to the conference finals. And and then, you know, that'd be that. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, I think Milwaukee's going to have a difficult time if these scenarios happen. If Philly finishes fourth. And Boston finishes fifth. Whoever comes out of that matchup is going to be a tough matchup for Milwaukee in the second round. Now, if I'm Milwaukee, if I'm a Milwaukee fan, this is what I'll be rooting for. I will be rooting for the Pacers to fall down to that fourth spot. If they fall down to the fourth spot. But even with that, Boston will have to play Indiana, which I'm not convinced that Indiana can beat Boston in a seven-game series. You're not convinced? No, I'm not. The way Boston's playing right now, you don't think Indiana can beat them? The way Boston's playing right now, I think Boston can beat Indiana. I beg to differ. In a seven-game series. I think I, I, I beg to differ. And you know me. You know You know I'm not one for the Lance Stevenson-less uh, <laughs> Indiana Pacers right now. But um, Boston, man... I, well, you know, I want to save that for your next one because I know you. Yeah, have to yeah, yeah. That's the next topic. That's the next topic. But uh, Milwaukee's going to have to go to Toronto. At, at the end of the day, they're going to have to go through Toronto, and so it's going to be tough. I don't know if I'm sold on Milwaukee beating Toronto because Kawhi Leonard change, turns it up in the playoffs, man. Like that's a he's a NBA Finals MVP. The man knows what he's doing. That team is loaded now with Marcus All. Like they, they're. I think Toronto. Yeah, Toronto's made some sneaky I mean, moves, some, some quiet sneaky moves that that have really improved their their roster, man. Like 
and that's how to do it, man. You don't you don't trade five, six people for one all star. You know what I'm saying? No. Or, or try to do this this three player uh, uh, sign sign up, you know, contract uh, extravaganza. You know what I'm saying? And then you, you know you get on the court, and your players ain't gelling, and it's like, what's wrong with this team? Uh, you know, like they're fractured. You know, like like this is the way you do it. You add you add veteran role players. You know that nobody gabbing about. You know, and you improve your roster that way, right? And both, yep. both Milwaukee and Toronto have done that, so it's gonna be interesting to watch it and see how it all plays out. I, I for the first for the first time in a long time, I'm actually more interested in the Eastern Conference than the Western Conference. Oh yeah, big time, big time. I think it's gonna be some good matchups uh, in the East. <laughs> I actually think, honestly, think Detroit can get to the second round at the position that they're in. I, I, I mean, Detroit is on pace. If, if the playoffs were to start now, they would play Indiana in the first round. I think I, they would beat Indiana. I, I'm, yeah, I think so too. I think so too. So, you know, um, even though I would love to see Detroit and Milwaukee go at it in the first round. Me too. Me too. But uh, I think Detroit is starting to pick it up a little bit. Um, Brooklyn's looks good. Orlando is fighting Charlotte and Miami for that last spot. So who knows what happens there? So it, it's it's going to be interesting. But get into our next, our last question. Do you believe the hype that the Celtics will make it past the first round? Well, will they make it or will they not make it? Will they? Will they? Not, you know what? Will they not make 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 it past the first round? I believe that hype. I believe that hype. Cue up the music, Rodney. <laughs> they're, they're fractured, man. Like, like, it's just sad to see, man. It's sad to see because, like, Kyrie Irving is such a flake. You know what I'm saying? Like, his his last two years with Boston have just been. It's just been a waste. It's been a waste of his time, and it's been a waste of Boston's time. It's like they're they're going through an identity crisis. Do you play team ball? Where you know the ball gets passed six times per possession, or are you going to do defer to Kyrie and do this ISO ball? You know right. what I'm saying? So he gets winded or gets into foul trouble, and then you bring in whoever off the bench. You know, it's like y'all got to figure it out. You know, I, I think their last their last six games without Kyrie, they were six and zero, and then their last six games with Kyrie, they're zero and six. So they're going through an identity crisis. They don't know how to play with him. And it's just, I said this months ago, man. Why don't these GMs listen to me, Rodney? I said trade Kyrie while he's while he's hot. They didn't do it. Ames didn't quit. Because, you know, he, he's not the right fit for that team. They have a ton of talent, man. They got a lot to build on in Boston. But, you know, hey, man. <laughs> Where you going? Well, I- you might not believe in them, but I will. I watched an interview this morning, and one player does believe in the Celtics, and that player is Kevin Durant. And Kevin Durant came out and said that once playoff time comes, the Celtics will be all right. Now, that's not saying much. That's not saying much, but see, you got to look at the score. This You said this is Kevin Durant? Yes, because they play the Celtics. Think tonight or tomorrow. Now I wonder why Kevin Durant would say something like that. Hmm. Let's see. Mm-hmm. Kevin Durant is going to be a free agent next year. 
Uh huh. And so will Kyrie Irving. Yes. Play for the Celtics. Uh, indeed. So you might not want to be caught saying something disparaging <laughs> about a team when their star player you might be playing with next year in New York. And, and New York can put can potentially sign two max contracts. So I wonder why Kevin Durant would say, "Don't count out Boston." Hmm, I wonder why. Yeah. Don't want to step on any toes there, right? Yep. <laughs> we not stupid. We, come on, man. We we've been watching. How long we been watching basketball, right? For a long time, man. Man, we not stupid. We we, <laughs> we see what's going on. Yeah. Everybody knows KB is not coming back to Golden State next year. He's gonna he's he, he wants to get his money. He he did. If if Golden State three piece this year, this will bet definitely say you know satisfy Kevin Durant. And now Kevin wants to go somewhere else, get paid, and then try to prove a point that he can win without a super team. So that's going to be up next on his uh, agenda is to prove to uh, naysayers and critics that he can win a championship without a super team because he just breeze through these three ten, these three titles and see what he can do so uh, and what better way to do it than to have Kyrie Irving on your team yeah but if you if you add like someone else like Zion Williamson or you know Archie Barrett yeah. or whatever his name is like yeah Barrett um, you're, you're still kind of technically a super team like almost almost almost, almost. you know Golden State but like yeah you know Golden State you definitely gonna have help. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, that uh, concludes this part of our segment. Uh, we're gonna get into to the table. We're gonna get into this music table discussion. All yeah. right, man. Real quick, man. Before before we get into that, we gonna we gonna cut to a commercial break, pay the bills, and then we be right back. All right, we right back. All right, all right, we back. So, Ian, you got a big episode coming up in Vibes and stuff. Uh, you're going to be breaking down your top uh, De La Soul albums. And for people that don't know, this is the 30-year anniversary of De La Soul. 30 years. Thank you, out. And just, you know, we just wanted to talk about uh, their discography. I'm not going to break down our our top albums because you'll get that on the um, Vibes and Stuff podcast. So all our Magnificent Vibes listeners, feel free to listen to that episode too and get our insights on that but yeah let me drop it soon it's gonna be dropping soon yes sir yes sir so um but 
I just wanted to talk about their discography. What are some of the albums that stood out to you the most? And which ones? Uh, what particular songs too that that really they uh, uh, so that really just went with you your whole uh, career of listening to hip hop? Oh man, like standout tracks. Well, first the standout albums. Their their best three albums to me is. Uh, in this order, Stakes is High, De La Soul is Dead, and Three Feet High and Rise in their debut. Um, you can't go wrong, in my opinion, with any one of those three albums. Now, um, also Mosaic Thump, man. Mosaic Thump is one that, like, man, got heavy, heavy rotation for me, man. Like, the production on that album was incredible, incredible and mind-blowing. Um... You know, none of their albums are weak, so you can't really go. But you can't really go wrong with any of those four. Uh, anybody looking to get into De La Soul's music, I would recommend starting off actually with Mosaic. Uh, yeah, that's a good start. And then maybe I don't know. Then maybe Stakes is High, Three Feet, and then you know, uh, De La is Dead. But like standout tracks, man. Um, the break from Stakes is High. That's a track I've always loved, and um, Sunshine, um, the actual track, Stakes is High, uh, 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 man, just so many to name, man, and then you go to De La Soul is Dead, you got Oodles of O's, you got Millie pulled a pistol on Santa, uh, about yeah. a, a girl who, I don't want to give it away, I don't want to give it away, just, yeah, <laughs> Just check it out. Just check it out. Uh, what else did you have on there? Biddy's in the BK Lounge. Who do you worship? Mm-hmm. Uh, roller skating jam called Saturdays. Vinnie Mojica. Um, oh man, just just so many. You got three feet high rising. Potholes in my lawn. I know. Uh, me, myself, and I. Um, these are just a few that that just immediately pop up in my head. You know that are. Uh, Standout tracks to me, and and Big Five's always had hilarious kids. They've always had hilarious kids too. So um, they're one of those groups that just mad entertaining to listen to, man. Like they're one of my favorites. They're one of my, my top five groups of all time, and um, their discography is definitely worth checking out, man. Props to them for hitting that that thirty year mark on their debut. Yeah, big time. And they're and they and this is a group that you never heard have internal issues with each other. Nope. They- got along they always were on the same page um i know they had different differences of opinion in regards to the production in regards to prince paul i, mean, I remember reading the article of prince paul he was saying how when before they dropped stakes as high they also expressed that they wanted to go a different direction and they wanted to go away from prince paul's traditional sound and prince took it a little hard but you know he said hey if this is what y'all want to do, go ahead and do it. I'm sure it's going to be fire. And, and he said when he heard the project, he was blown away by it. And uh, <clears throat> also, Stakes and High was so important back in 96 because it really attacked all of this East Coast, West Coast beast that was going on between Pac and Biggie. Um, a lot of gangster rappers didn't take too well to the album because it was kind of dogging that. The, the, the gangster West Coast rap and uh, a lot of people were getting upset about it but hey shouts out to daylight for being brave enough to push the envelope and say hey you know what everybody talking about this east coast west coast stuff 
let, let's talk about what's real, real issues. Let's, you know, let's talk about how this is corrupting our kids that's growing up, that's trying to make it. You know, um, that's that's the part that the that the hip hop industry is ignoring. Um, and so that's what I appreciated. That's what I think. That's why I feel like Stacey Ty is one of my favorite. Is one of my favorite albums of all time. And on on top of that, their best work um, because they just put so much heart and soul into that album. And um, yeah, yeah, they really did, man. It was, it's definitely like a high watermark um, in their in their uh, discography, man, in their catalog, like. Uh, but yeah, you, you hit it right on the head, man. It was a very mature sounding album. Um, also had some Dilla tracks in there. Yeah, uh, Stakes is high. Uh, the title uh, that was daily. Uh, that was uh, Jay Dilla's introduction to uh, the world. Also, uh, Most Deaf feature his first feature on that album. That's you know how I found out about Most Deaf. Um, Common had a fire verse on the business, like. And that beat, the production. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, man, absolutely, man. You better make me go back and bump this, man. <laughs> and Jane made a couple of appearances. Jane, I think, is yeah. I feel like Jane was underrated in her time. Uh, it had that track with them, uh, four more. Yeah, dude, excellent track, excellent track, and it fit, it fit Jane's uh, signature sound. So that was, that was a great album, man. <laughs> That's interesting what you mentioned about um, uh, what they, where they wanted to go with Prince Paul, like how they wanted to make a departure from from his sound. Because I honestly felt, I honestly felt that they were able to grow more without Prince Paul. And I, I hate to say that because Prince Paul is one of my favorite producers of all time. But with the with the way their their content was maturing, they they had, they basically had to go in a different direction because like. Press Paul's production is just very whimsical and very lighthearted, and mm-hmm. it actually forced Prince Paul's hands to, to do other things too. Because right after that, we got we got we started to see instrumental projects with him. We got the Prince Among Thieves album, so it, it worked out best, I think, creatively for, for both parties. Um, yeah, 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 and and. and yeah, another um, art, uh, the Mosaic Thump album was one of my favorites, and that's definitely, I agree with you, and that's, if you are unfamiliar with De La Soul's catalog, go back to that album, start off with that album, and then go from there. Um, they wasn't without a few disappointments, and I and I, I would say this, De La Soul has never dropped a whack out, I would put that on rack, wax. They have never dropped a whack album, but they've had a couple of albums where they were like, it was kind of like, uh, okay, you know, it's cool, but you know, I, I would go back and listen to the old stuff. And for me, um, one of those albums was Anonymous Nobody and um, Bionic. Those were two albums I was like, okay, you know, Bionics, I was a little. I was, I was, I was, I was so disappointed right after Mosaic Thump, um, because I, you know, you, I, I, I think I was so excited for that album because of how good Mosaic Thump was, and Bionics just didn't live up to, to that, you know, it had some hits, it had some bangers here and there, but it just didn't sit well with me, and then, and not, not nobody, 
and all that. It was a, it was, it, it was refreshing to hear new Daylight material because they were gone for so long. Um, it was like 12 years since they dropped an album at this point, and Anonymous nobody. I can tell they were trying to experiment with different sounds, uh, different ideas. They had a lot of features. Some of the features were nice, but it just didn't just didn't have that thump, you know. It just yeah, it, it didn't hang together well. It yeah. felt like a it felt like it's just a collection of songs they kind of did in their spare time. It didn't really have a daylight feel to it, you know. Whatever that means. What? I, all their albums kind of sound different, but um, <clears throat> yeah, I would agree with that. I would agree with that. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. So, but uh, on another note, Balloon Mind State definitely an underrated album. Um, I know you wasn't a big fan of Balloon Mind State, but you know it. I, I actually enjoy the musical side of Balloon Mind State more than the lyrical side of it. I thought. Three Feet High and Rising was clever as far as their lyrical prowess was concerned. It was probably one of their most clever lyrical albums to date. That's why people put it up so high as one of their best albums. But, um, they are so dead, dude. Bro, come on. Like, <laughs> I feel like they are so dead smashes Three Feet High and Rising, in my opinion. Absolutely, I, just had, I would agree with that. I had more fun listening to that album than Three P I and Rising, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I and the skits were funnier, honestly. And the skits were funnier, yes, definitely. And the tape, the tape, the great, the grammar school kids was playing. You <laughs> too heavy, man. It reminds me of Bo. <laughs> yeah, he does, man. <laughs> Oh man, but yeah, dude, is that they are so is dead. Definitely, you know, if anybody has that number one on their list, I would not argue with them at all. Like, it, it, shouts out to them. But yeah, they are so is dead is, is a great album, and uh, it, it was just, it was just, uh, I, I just wanted to definitely take this time on the Magnificent Five show to really um, give a pay homage to the. the they are so group and just how great they are and you know we appreciate everything they've done and we hopefully we can get their music back on the market um, because for those that don't know uh, a lot of their music is not available on spotify on itunes music or apple music or any of yeah. their platforms uh, unless you the majority of their catalog what yeah. I, I honestly man what i recommend i man just just on Amazon or eBay, man, buy the CDs, man. Yeah, buy the Apple. support it. Yeah, CDs, man. You could always download it onto your iTunes. So, yeah. you know, I still got my, I still got all my daylight so CDs. So, you know, yep. yeah. I ain't got to worry about that. <laughs> but uh, that will definitely conclude our music table discussion. And oh, we weren't going to get on the rappers who cut their hair. We're going to do that for the next episode. Okay. I'll okay. do that for the next episode, just for the sake of time. Um, but, bro, yes, we're going to talk about next week on next week's music table discussion. Do rappers fall off after, they're cut, after they cut their hair? Is it a myth or is it a fact? And 
Dude, I, I found something very interesting. I actually watched, I don't know if you've seen this on YouTube, and if you get a chance, take a look at it. It's a video on YouTube of, uh, he's a producer. He got his name, but he talked about, he kind of broke it down pretty well. Um, because at first I thought it was like, oh, this is ridiculous. What? You know, somebody cutting the hair and fall off. But when I watched it, watched the video, it's only like 12 minutes long. And he made some valid points. It, it really made me start thinking about not only just in hip hop, but just in music in general. So, and I and I was able to find a few other artists outside of hip hop that, when they had the long hair, I mean, great music. And after they cut their hair, it was like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, we'll get into that definitely. I can't wait to get into that. Man, we're gonna have a nice show next week, man. I'm looking forward to that. Absolutely. Real quick, man, I wanted to share. I didn't get a chance to share this. Do I, do I have time to share the three teams I think Anthony Davis should go to? Go ahead, share it. I'll make it quick. First team, uh, the Portland Trailblazers. I would love to see him there. Um, second team, Indiana Pacers. Okay. With Oladipo when he gets healthy again. Third team, San Antonio Spurs. Woo, Pop get a hold of that dude. It might be one, but the only thing about that is we don't know how long Pop is going to continue to coach. That is true. That is true. But I like Portland, though. I love Portland. I think that would be so ideal. I think that would be so ideal. I think he would fit right in. But Portland ain't ain't a sexy destination. You know, it ain't L.A., it ain't Boston, it ain't New York, blah, blah, blah. But they, 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 they would be a contender. Those fans deserve a championship, in my opinion. They really do. They deserve a championship. That, those fans been through it. The Portland Jail Blazers, <laughs> Sam Bowie, Greg Oden, Roy, uh, Brandon Roy. Like, they've had so much promise to be one of the league elite for so long. Even the 2000 NBA Finals when they lost to the Lakers with Pippen. Like, they had so many close calls. The Clyde Drexler Blazers. That just happened to be in the same league when Jordan was around. They probably would have won a couple of championships if Jordan wasn't around. Like Portland, their time is now, man. They need a title. They need a title. Yep, yep, yep. Dame Lillard, man, he's been balling for years. He don't get enough credit. Man. And they got, and they got great fans too. Every every year they they sell out their stadium. Every year, yep. no matter how good or how bad they are. Yeah, they don't got no wishy-washy fans like in, in Miami or nah, the nah. Clippers, quote-unquote fans. It's like, yeah, look, y'all just y'all just bored because the Lakers suck. Like, y'all not really Clippers fans. <laughs> I was looking at their last game, man. It was all sorts of stuff in there, man. Yeah, man. Get trash. Trash. Do, do we have time for our awards? Uh, yeah, we got we got time for our awards. Uh, but do you want to talk about fish and chicken? Oh yes, let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah, real real quick. I oh. had some last night. <laughs> <laughs> so in our theater space segment, uh, we're going to talk about fish and chicken spots. Now we're not including Harold's in this conversation because I don't put Harold's in that category. I'm talking about spots like Sharks, J and J's, etc., etc. Um, other places that dug themselves fish and chicken spots. So, and you got some a, a spot that we might not know about, and who do you want to give the this face to? 
all right, I can't. I don't really have a dead space because okay, man, I, well, you know we live on the south side of Chicago, Rodney. You know, you, you I, I, I've said it repeatedly. I take care of everything in the inner city. You take care of everything in the burbs. That's how we do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, the, the the crowning champion for me, as far as just consistency and prices, for me is JJ Smith. JJ Smith. Yeah, can't really go wrong with them. Their locations are pretty consistent. Uh, but one spot I feel that is left on. Orbit Fish and Chicken. It's a tiny little spot on the corner of 93rd and Cottage Grove. I came up on them when, when I first got married and me and my wife were still living in London Town. Because they, they deliver. Okay. So, um, uh, they, 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 their menu is, is, is synonymous with everything that's on the JJ's and Sharks menu, fish, chicken, gyro, stuff like that. Nice little spot, man. Moderately priced. It's called Orbit Fish and Chicken, 93rd and Cottage Grove. Check them out. They do deliver if you live fairly close to them. Because uh, I wouldn't recommend actually going in there because you might get shot. <laughs> 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 all right. All right. I keep that in mind. I definitely keep that in mind. So I got, uh, oh yeah, shouts out to, shouts out to J&J's. There's actually a few couple of j and I found out it was a J&J's injustice around me. Really? And, bro, I, you talk about a dude that got so happy. <laughs> my Bible study told me about it. My Bible studies live out in, used to live out in justice. And they were like, man, we go, it's a J&J's out here. I'm like, what? She's like, yeah, we go here all the time. I'm like, bro. Where's it at? It's actually a JJ's Injustice right off 88th Avenue. It's right next to a black barbershop that's over there. It's like in the cut. It's like the only black barbershop in the suburbs. Like, wow. straight up hood. It's straight hood. I'm like, when I walked in there, I was like, man, I'm at home. <laughs> <laughs> did, they, did they have a, a, the, the old school Jamaica poster up hanging up on the wall? No, they didn't have a old school Jamaica poster. <laughs> Picture of Bob Marley on the po- on the wall. No, they ain't had that. No, no, no. I'm talking about the other Jamaica poster. Oh, which one you talking about? The, with, the, with, the, with, the, with the chick. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. No, no. No, no they ain't had that. They ain't had that. But they did have Too hot TV poster. <laughs> too, too, too hot for TV. They had that, but they had... Uh, had Eric, you know, I had this uh, Indian boy. He was working in there. I went. I had called in. You know, I called in and ordered. You know, called in and it was like, "Change the fish. I'm gonna take the order." But I let me get uh, six things. You want lemon, lemon pepper? I was like, "Yeah, I'll take lemon pepper." You would like a lot of lemon pepper or just a little? I was like, "Oh, plenty of lemon pepper." You know, man, gouge it. So I get there, man. It's this little boy, man, in the front. He's like, he's like ten years old, super hood, like. Yo, what's up? What's going on? It's like, huh? <laughs> He's like, you ordered six wings? I was like, yeah. <laughs> Who is this kid? I'm gonna get <laughs> It's a bunch of, you know, it's nothing but black people in there, like just just in there hanging around. They not even eating chicken. They just in there hanging out. And I'm looking at this dude, and, and they looking at me like, yeah, that's uh, that's little, that's little folks. You know, he had gold teeth. <laughs> He was chubby too. He's a chubby little kid. Chubby little kid had the little wavy hair. Man, looked like he was getting his hair cut at the barbershop next door, you know. And uh, 
man, he cool, he super cool. It's like, man, you want uh, mouth sauce, hot sauce? It's like, yeah, I'll take, take both. <laughs> hey, you charge extra for more? He's like, nah, son. Here, take take about take about three of these. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Alright, shorty, all right, let me let me give you a tip. Yeah, dude, he was man in the desk. Who I know, I was waiting for his pops to come out. I was made, waiting for his mom to come out or something like that. No, they back there cooking. He, he, he didn't was probably he was desk. probably selling crack too. <laughs> <laughs> probably, man. But whatever he was doing, man, he he was working. He was working that front desk, man. He was working. It. He knew the change, and he gave me correct change and everything. Wow! Shout out to him, man. Yeah, yeah. You know how you, you, you know how you, uh, it'd be like twenty, uh, it'd be like nineteen thirty-five or something. So I gave him a dub, but I gave him thirty-five cents. He gave, man, he didn't pull out a calculator or nothing. He, he wasn't scratching his head like, how much do I give him back? And he pulled, popped that boy open with confidence, gave me my dollar back. <laughs> like, Shout out to him, man. You said you said it was right next to a barbershop. Yeah, it's right next to a barbershop. Okay. Man, that's another topic we can get into, man. Proper barbershop attitude. Oh, 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 definitely. You know I got that in the archive. <laughs> I got that already. I got that already slated for season four. Don't worry about it. I got that. I got that. Oh, I, I can't wait for that one. <laughs> but yeah, man, we about to get into our awards. We about to give out our awards. Oh, one more shout out too before we give up uh, our awards. Um in our sandwich segment that we did a few weeks ago, there was a spot that I forgot to recommend. Okay. Uh, it's called J.P. Graziano's. It's in the West Loop. Bro, great sandwiches, man. Great sandwiches. I actually know the owner. Um, real cool dude. Real, real down to earth, man. We talk about everything. Hip-hop. We talk about sports. He's in fantasy leagues. The dude is like super super chill him and his sister run the joint they've been in business for over 20 he's one of those italian staples like and they use like you see them actually cutting the meats <laughs> they're cutting the meats uh, from scratch like their their bread is made from scratch like everything is everything is fresh bro like bio <laughs> Funny story. I know we talking about Bo a lot on this podcast. <laughs> but Bo called me, bro, because I had told. I remember I cut his hair one time. I was like, man. He's like, yeah, yeah, man. I uh, man, I always be around your shop at Floyd's, man. I be looking for something to eat. I'm like, bro, you need to check out uh, JB Quasiano. They got some good sandwiches. He's like, okay, man. He called me a week later. Was like, yo, bro. I'm like, what's up? He's like, man, I went to your boy JP's, man. <laughs> man, them sandwiches off the chain. I got two of them boys. I was like, what? He was like, woo. That's, that's, that's your boy. That's B.O. Hey, man. Hey. B.O. approved, man. B.O. approved. <laughs> J.P. Rodgers. They picture up on the front with him putting up a thumbs up. Like, B.O. approved. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah, I just had to let... I, I knew I forgot. I remember mentioning on the podcast I was getting a sandwich spot, that I, but I got brain freeze. But, yeah, I wanted to throw plug that one in. So, uh, let's get to our awards, man. Uh, we got some. You played yourself award. Do you got an award for us this week? 
Yes, Play Yourself a War is going to Robert Kraft, the owner of the New <laughs> They got this dude on camera. Too, 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 too hot for TV. Ooh. Man, I don't even know where to start with that one. I know where to start. You crossroads. <laughs> <laughs> so you won't be lonely. <laughs> Man, it'd be interesting to see how this plays out, though. Like, with all the NFL image problems that they are experiencing. Yeah, it's just it's just gonna be interesting to see what happens. Because if this was uh if this was a a, a player, uh, particularly a player of color. We already know he wouldn't be in the league right now. Right. Uh, man, I, I got no comment. I, I'm going to make some Patriots fans mad if I start talking about this subject. So I, I'm going to give out my award. <laughs> <laughs> my award goes to Antonio Brown. Bruh, that, that, I don't know what he's trying to do with that mustache. Um, I don't know what's up with that blind mustache that he didn't just die, decided to die. But, bro, come on, man. I know you're trying to make yourself look like a renegade because you want to be, uh, you don't want to play for the Steelers no more. You ain't got to be out there looking like, like Ricky Williams, man. Like, dude, you look terrible. Yeah, he looks bad, dude. He actually he actually was on my Ain't Nobody Coming to See You uh, winner for the week. Like, he, he's Double been- award. He getting two awards this week? Okay, and, let's and go. He- he gave my essence to Otis, man. I don't want to see you, man. I don't care to see you. You look bizarre, dude. You look like one of them Fannie Mae chocolates where they put the little <laughs> butterscotch strip on top. <laughs> you look weird, homie. You look weird, man. Oh, man. He what's looks up with t- that, man? Like, what's dude, up? he looks terrible. Yeah, I don't care to see you, dog. I ain't trying to see you. His, his mustache look like an NBA Finals trophy. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, terrible. Terrible. I don't know what he's trying to do with that. Man, ain't trying to see you, dog. No, no. Ain't, ain't nobody coming to see you, man. So, yeah. Man, I think that's a first. That's a that's a, a magnificent vibes first. A player getting two awards in one episode. <laughs> Oh yeah, he, he he got it. He got it. He earned it. All right. So, uh, got anybody up for the Cuddy Award? I do, man. My Cuddy Award for for uh, a supreme boss move goes to Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Um, he is auctioning off all of his championship rings and all the trophies he earned over his career to benefit a charity uh, that's working with at, at risk youth. And that's what's up. I don't have the quote from him directly, but he said something to the effect of it when it comes to holding on to trinkets, material trinkets, or changing the trajectory of a young man's life. He said the choice to me is pretty simple. So he's auctioning off all his like you know hardware awards to benefit at-risk youth and give them a chance to turn their lives around and and you know be gainfully employed and, and pursue education. And I think that's a boss move, man. That's a boss move. Uh, uh, players do all sorts of shenanigans and chicanery to put themselves in a position to win championship rings and MVP trophies and all of that. And just so they could collect dust in a trophy case. But Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, he's one of those dudes. He walks the walk. He, he, he cares about people genuinely. And I, I think that's great to see. So that's, that's a supreme boss move. 
Yeah, I, man, shouts out to Kareem, man. I didn't know he did all that. That's 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 dope. Yeah, dope. My Cuddy Award goes to Dennis Rodman. <laughs> he knocked Joel and B down a flight of stairs. Yeah. <laughs> he said, and I quote, Joel and B, you're doing a great job for your little island or country where you're from. Shut the blank up. Go go <laughs> go do your job and do Philly proud. That's the one thing they need a championship. Now you may ask, why is Dennis Rodman telling Joel and B to shut up? Well, Joel and B made a comment that Kareem Abdul Jabbar is the GOAT. He didn't think Michael Jordan or LeBron James are the GOAT. Was it was it, was it Kareem or Will? Uh, you, you're right, Will. It was Will Chamberlain. Will Chamberlain. He said Will Chamberlain was the GOAT because uh, nobody will ever break uh, the record of 100 points in a game. Can't, I can't fault him for that choice, though. I can't fault him for that choice either because he's a big man. Big men relate to other big men, so... It is what it is, but I just enjoyed every minute of Dennis Rodman just saying <laughs> <laughs> he did an angry man on that dude. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, <man. laughs> so shout out to Dennis Rodman, man. He gets the Cuddy Award this week. Hey, really, all right. Before we go, man. Before we go. Right, I got I got poke a little point at you for your for your extended intros, man, on the show. Yes, sir. You, you be you be telling the you be telling the listeners like like kick back, get you some Harold's chicken, some nutsoles, <laughs> some smoked sea bass, some crab legs, some Doritos with meat and cheese, some popcorn, maybe some bomb pop, some quinoa, a BLT with light mayo, or maybe even a ribeye steak, and enjoy the show. <laughs> Where is he getting all these foods from? Who, who, who's, who's maxing like that while listening to the show? Hey, man, I'm just trying to whet your appetite, man. Man, make you grab to go to the refrigerator, grab something, you know, get your eat on while you, you know, listening to these vibes. <laughs> some sushi. Some sushi. <laughs> and vibe out. <laughs> Survives is encouraging obesity. Yeah? <laughs> hey man, that's what we do here, man. That's what we do. Oh, feed your man. kids, feed your wives, feed your family. <laughs> you know, that's what we do here. <laughs> yeah, man, for sure. I'm, I'm gonna kick it up a notch with the with the soundtracks and the editing for season four, man. It's gonna be dope. Cool, cool. That's what's up. That's what's up. Real quick, I got one hidden vibe before we go. Platinum Pied Pipers, great album. Got a couple of Dilla joints on there. Um, check it out whenever you get a chance. Um, actually, Linnell put me up on that album. Came out in, I think, 2004, 2005. Yeah, yeah. it's called, yeah. uh, what was it called? Triple P. Triple P. Triple P. Check it out. Dope, dope album. Um, didn't find out about it until years later. And I was like, oh, man, why did I know about this early? This is fire. So, real, real dope compilation. Absolutely. That's all I got for hidden vibes. What you got, man? Um, a little known album from 2003, 2004 by two artists named. Uh, one is named Asheru. The other one is named Blue Black. Mm-hmm. Uh, from the Unspoken Herd, they did an album called Soon Come. Um, okay. Based on Seven Heads music, uh, back in like I said, 2003, 2004. <clears throat> 
excellent, excellent uh, album. Dope, conscious lyrics. Stellar production. This production is so just lush and, and soulful and, 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 and just, just, just great and banging. Um, the name of the album is Soon Come. Cool, cool. Sounds but good. You know, I'm going to have to check that out. Asheru is actually the rapper who does the intro for or did the intro for the Boondocks TV show. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to have to check that out. I've never heard this before. Man, you I'm never heard that right? I'm going to have to backtrack, dude. Oh, man. This this so up your alley, dude. So up your alley. Okay. Bet, bet. I'm going to definitely um, write that down and, and listen to it. Oh, yep, yep. You love it. You let me know what you think, man. Asheru, okay. Black, boom, Okay, cool, cool, cool. I'll check that out. Well, guys, I got to go and pay some bills. So uh, we definitely look forward to seeing you guys on the next one. Thanks for stopping by in. As always, show would not be anything without you. Man, appreciate it, bro. Appreciate it. Yep, definitely. So until next time, we'll see you. All right, peace, 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 peace. Did L.A. give up too much to get a guy who has been labeled soft, although he puts up 19 and 9, which only 11 other guys do? Is that a trick question? You tell me. They gave up Kwame Brown. Who first-rounders. I could, I could care less. I could do a salary for First of all, understand something. When you're giving up first-round picks, if you are a quality team in, play, in playoff contention, it really doesn't mean that much. That's number one. Number two, and more importantly, Kwame Brown is gone. The City of Angels, Hollywood, just should be celebrated. Throw a parade already, whether you win a championship or not. This man was a bona fide scrub. He can't play. No disrespect whatsoever, but I'm sorry to call tell everybody the truth. The man cannot play the game of basketball. He has small hands. He can't catch the ball. He's got bad feet. He can't really move, even though he's mobile. Doesn't really know what he's doing. Doesn't have a post move that he really puts to memory that he can do two times in a row. He has no game whatsoever. Plays no defense. Doesn't have the heart, the passion, or anything that comes with it. And you're asking me whether this game oh, up too much? Please, the Los Angeles Lakers knew exactly what they were doing. They should be celebrating right now, and Kobe Bryant should not be saying a word. His contract comes off the books, and as you know, in the and? NBA, it's all about contracts. So Memphis now gets a lot of cap relief. No, it's not all about contract contracts. Comes off the books. Yes, that is true, but it's not all about contracts. It's all of, it's all about contracts. If you're a scrub team, if you're a team that has Kobe Bryant on it, looking for another piece to that championship puzzle, then it ain't about contracts. It's, it's about that? players. It's power Absolutely, with Kobe Bryant, Andrew Bynum, Derek Fisher, Lamar Odom. Understand, the Los Angeles Lakers did not give up Lamar Odom. They did not give up Andrew Bynum. Well, they were in pursuit of Jermaine O'Neal. These are the pieces that the Indiana Pacers were asking for. When they were searching around the place all over the league to find something that would appease Kobe Bryant, everybody says Odom or Andrew Bynum. When the Minnesota Timberwolves were talking about moving Kevin Garnett, again, Bynum and Lamar Odom's name came up into the equation. In this particular instance, you keep those guys. You still have Fisher with Jordan Farmer. And on top of all of that, you give up Kwame Brown? Please, there's nothing to think about. There's nothing to think about.
never comparing legacy. Okay. So legacies are completely different. LeBron's not done yet. Michael Jordan undefeated in NBA Finals. I'm not comparing the nostalgia of Michael Jordan. Like Mike, I get that we were all raised like that. You cannot tell me in a one-on-one -on -one game, though, that LeBron James wouldn't dominate. In a one-on-one -on -one game, LeBron James, 6'9", 260 pounds. If the game was at 7, I think LeBron would win 7-3. Oh, my now you, sweet, now you can talk, wait, wait a second. You can talk about his mentality, but we're not talking about five-on-five -five basketball, Jay Rose. We're not talking about the passive LeBron making the right play. Do you Take need a knee. Take a knee. Are you protesting this argument? I don't know I what like he's it. doing he's now. He's praying. It's a combination Praying's. of both. Silent. Oh He's having some sort of a thing. Jay, did you just say it to a microphone that LeBron James would beat Michael Jordan in a one-on-one? One-on-one match. One-on-one? LeBron James is 6'9", 260. He moves like a guard. He moves like a guard. He defends like a guard. And winner take out? Yeah, winner takes ball. Winner take out. Winner takes ball. Okay. No, that one. So why would it never happen? Because Michael Jordan was all defensive first team nine times. Okay. LeBron James was five times. Okay. Michael Jordan led Wait, the no, league. No, no, that's I, that's I'm going to answer your question. Okay. So Michael Jordan led the league in scoring ten times. Okay. Ten. Mm-hmm. LeBron James led the league in scoring once. Okay. Ooh, so bad. I'm talking about a guy who's been the best offensive player and the best wow. defensive player. Question for you. Has Michael Jordan wow. ever played against a guy like LeBron James? Ever in his career. Has anybody played against somebody like LeBron That's what I'm saying. But, but That's exactly what I'm saying. But, 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 but here, here's the thing. Did Michael Jordan have to learn how to be the alpha? But we're not talking about that. We're not no, talking we, about the process of learning. No, but, but we're talking about mano on mano. Yes. That means that Michael Jordan had that championship instinct, that killer, that he didn't have to go learn it from Pat Riley and but, Dwayne Wade. He had it. But it's not about how you learned it. It's about the fact that when you once you finally have it, you use that in your arsenal, okay. right? Jim? Right. That, you're saying that he didn't always have it. He didn't always have Correct. it. Correct. That's okay though. So, I'm, not, so, I'm not doing so this. I, I'm going to take the guy that always had it. What the were you guy thinking? I saw make a jump shot. And win, I saw the guy that win a championship in college that had it then. The guy that had it in the league his entire career. Wait a second. And Wait a second. About, hold on. One more thing. Okay. One other thing. One other thing. You you talking about who? 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 who Michael? Who? I can't even talk. So Michael Jordan, let me, tell, let me tell you some of the people that people forget Michael Jordan played against. He was dominating the league when they had a Celtics dynasty, when they had a Lakers dynasty, when the bad boy Pistons were there. Yep. Who, who's the best opponent LeBron James has gone against? These Warriors. Okay. Kevin Durant. Before that. Spurs. I mean, Tim Duncan. Exactly. exactly. And how did that end up? Wait a second, though. Oh, I know. <laughs> so you're taking. I'm talking about individually one on one, and I, I hear what you're saying. You're talking about, about a freak of force um, of nature. Yes, versus I'm talking about who he is athletically. You've never seen anybody like that who can move quickly on the perimeter laterally and defend Michael Jordan. Like he he has Michael by 25 pounds and is quicker than Michael. There are a lot of people that have um, J Rose, J Rose, and weight don't do not attributes. do not misconstrue the fact that. Just because he hasn't led the league in scoring nine times, the LeBron James doesn't have a dominant mentality. He's just a different player when it's five on five. 
He's not beating Michael Jordan hey. one-on-one. Okay. The one thing I'll say is I don't know that – I don't think it's close. That discussing you don't think it's win a game of one-on-one between the two of them is the best way to compare them. It's a way to compare them, I guess. I don't know that it's the best way to compare them one against the other. No, that's like, a, a, a I, I hear what you're saying. Question. I think we underestimate how much of a killer LeBron really is because of this age that he grew up with. I just want to teach everybody something. Okay. In 1988, I mean, Michael Jordan led the league in scoring – he he just had stop, Andy. Yes. He won All-Star Game MVP. <laughs> he won Defensive Player of the Year. And he won the dunk contest. Okay, I'll throw that out there too. No, I love it. I love all the accolades. I'm not comparing the accolades. I'm comparing them physically when they play one-on-one. Just because I'm that person. I know. And I love it. And the Warriors and thing just it. started two or three years ago. What I talked about was a, a span of MJ's career. So you're okay. saying there's nobody that will ever beat Michael in a one-on-one game. That's what you're trying to tell me. For now. Yes, 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 yes. Let me let you.